Here's Tuesday's edition of Transformation Radio. And now it's time for our reading in the New Testament. And today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 7 through 27. Here's a brief overview of what we'll be narrating about today. People found accepting Jesus as the Son of God so difficult that they tried to come up with other solutions, most of which sound quite unbelievable to us. Many thought that Jesus must be someone who had come back to life, perhaps John the Baptist or another prophet. Some suggested that he was Elijah, the great prophet, who had not died but had been taken to heaven in a chariot of fire. And we'll read about the kingdom of God here in the New Testament today. The kingdom of God was a focal point of Jesus' teaching. He explained that it was not just a future kingdom. It was among them embodied in Him, the Messiah. Even though the kingdom will not be complete until Jesus comes again in glory, we don't have to wait to experience it. No, the kingdom of God begins in the hearts of those who believe in Jesus. It is as present with us today as it was with the Judeans over 2,000 years ago. Now, when the disciples expressed concern about where the crowd of thousands would eat, Jesus offered a surprising solution. You feed them, he said. Well, the disciples must have been completely baffled. They protested, focusing their attention on what they didn't have, food and money. Hey, do you think God would ask you to do something that you and he together couldn't handle? Don't let your lack of resources blind you to God's power. All right, why did Jesus bother to feed these people? He could just as easily have sent them on their way, but Jesus did not ignore needs. He still doesn't today. He's concerned with every aspect of life, the physical as well as the spiritual. As we work to bring wholeness to people's lives, we must never ignore the fact that all of us have both physical and spiritual needs. It's impossible to minister effectively to one type of need without considering the other. All right, let's read all about it today here in the New Testament. March 31st, the New Testament, Luke chapter 9, verses 7 through 27. When Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, heard about everything Jesus was doing, he was puzzled. Some were saying that John the Baptist had been raised from the dead. Others thought Jesus was Elijah, or one of the other prophets risen from the dead. I beheaded John, Herod said. So who is this man about whom I hear such stories? And he kept trying to see him. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Then he slipped quietly away with them toward the town of Bethsaida. But the crowds found out where he was going, and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who were sick. Late in the afternoon, the twelve disciples came to him and said, Send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms, so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. But Jesus said, You feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Or are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? For there were about five thousand men there. Jesus replied, Tell them to sit down in groups of about fifty each. So the people all sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then, breaking the loaves into pieces, 
he kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward the disciples picked up twelve baskets of leftovers. One day Jesus left the crowds to pray alone. Only his disciples were with him, and he asked them, Who do people say I am? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say you are one of the other ancient prophets risen from the dead. Then he asked them, But who do you say I am? Peter replied, You are the Messiah sent from God. Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone who he was. The Son of Man must suffer many terrible things, he said. He will be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He will be killed, but on the third day he will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but are yourself lost or destroyed? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God. Psalm 72, verses 1 through 20. Here's what we'll be reading about in the Psalms today. What qualities do we want most in our leaders? Well, God desires all who rule under Him to be just and righteous. Think how the world would change if world leaders would commit themselves to these two qualities. Pray for leaders as you hear about them in the news. Ask God to help them see their need for Him. Ask God to help them lead with justice and righteousness. You know, God cares for the poor, oppressed, weak, and needy because they are precious to Him. If God feels so strongly about these needy ones and loves them so deeply, how can we ignore their plight? Examine what you're doing to reach out with God's love. Are you ignoring their plight or are you helping to meet their needs? Solomon, David's son, reigned in Israel's golden age. He built the magnificent temple, and the land rested in peace. Well, this psalm that we'll be reading here in just a moment, though written by Solomon, looks beyond Solomon's reign to that of Jesus the Messiah, whose kingdom extends to the ends of the earth and is greater than any human empire. This will be fulfilled when Christ returns to reign forever. When we anticipate His worldwide rule, well, it just fills our hearts with hope. Psalm 72, verses 1 through 20, a Psalm of Solomon. Give your love of justice to the king, O God, and righteousness to the king's son. Help him judge your people in the right way. Let the poor always be treated fairly. May the mountains yield prosperity for all, and may the hills be fruitful. Help him to defend the poor, to rescue the children of the needy, and to crush their oppressors. May they fear you as long as the sun shines, as long as the moon remains in the sky, yes, forever. May the king's rule be refreshing, like spring rain on freshly cut grass, like the showers that water the earth. 
May all the godly flourish during his reign. May there be abundant prosperity until the moon is no more. May he reign from sea to sea, and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. Desert nomads will bow before him. His enemies will fall before him in the dust. The western kings of Tarshish and other distant lands will bring him tribute. The eastern kings of Sheba and Seba will bring him gifts. All kings will bow before him, and all nations will serve him. He will rescue the poor when they cry to him. He will help the oppressed, who have no one to defend them. He feels pity for the weak and the needy, and he will rescue them. He will redeem them from oppression and violence, for their lives are precious to him. Long live the king! May the gold of Sheba be given to him. May the people always pray for him and bless him all day long. May there be abundant grain throughout the land, flourishing even on the hilltops. May the fruit trees flourish like the trees of Lebanon, and may the people thrive like grass in a field. May the king's name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun shines. May all nations be blessed through him and bring him praise. Praise the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does such wonderful things. Praise his glorious name forever. Let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. This ends the prayers of David, son of Jesse. Proverbs chapter 12, verses 8 and 9. A sensible person wins admiration, but a warped mind is despised. Better to be an ordinary person with a servant than to be self-important but have no food. Call it a reason to retreat I got some dreams that are bigger than me I might be outmatched Outsized, the underdog in the fight of my life Is it so crazy to believe That you gave me the stars, took them out of my reach Call me the waters a little too deep Oh, I've never been so aware of my need You keep on making me see It's way beyond me
Scripture reading begins in verse 3 of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Or if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which is effective in the patient enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. And our hope for you is firmly grounded, knowing that, as you are sharers of our sufferings, so also you are sharers of our comfort. People love encouragers, and the Lord intends for each of His followers to be one. An encourager is able to stand beside someone else to give hope and the motivation to persevere through difficult times. We are not born with this ability fully developed, but we can follow several essential steps to become capable of supporting and empathizing with a hurting friend. First, we must be willing to experience pain. The Apostle Paul was an encourager. In verse 4 of today's passage, he urges us to reach out to others with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. To experience comfort and have it flow through us, we must suffer some heartache. There's power in the touch of a person who's been in the valley. Someone who experiences pain does not offer empty words, but hope. Second, we need to learn the principles that are available to us in our suffering. If we can view our heartache as a class in God's university, where our enrollment will produce a degree in encouragement, much of the sting will dissipate. The Lord teaches us to place our trust in Him alone, and then we can pass that wisdom on to others. The most effective encouragers are those who say, There was nothing I could do but cry out to God. Let me tell you what the Lord did in response. If we try to escape pain, we'll miss out on the principles that can be learned only from suffering. Then we may not be as useful to others as we could be. Our loving Heavenly Father builds encouragers from the material of a life willing to be broken.
sing it again. See you. 
Charlie Cope from Ronan, Montana, who is a rancher, gave me, I don't know, maybe the shortest word I've ever had given to me. But boy, does it pack a powerful punch. And it's the word try. Uh, you know, we are all acquainted with the just do it kind of expression in Nike and the whole advertising. But there's a lot of challenges in just do it. And there are a lot of challenges in try. One of the challenges is that if I try, I've committed myself. And if I try, I have to take action. And if I try, I have to make effort. And all those things that I'm talking about, all wrapped up in that little word try, also presents possibility of failure. What happens if I do put forth the effort and don't make it? What happens if I do declare myself and it's not right? Well, Charlie, you're a rancher in Montana. And you know as well as I know. On that ranch, you've got to try every day. Nothing happens easily and nothing happens automatically. You've got to get up every day and give it your best effort. So thanks so much, Charlie, for sending the word in. kind of challenges me. Hope it challenges you. You're calling me over. You're pulling me close With love you surround me You give me hope Yeah, yeah, yeah You're taking me deeper You're making me whole With grace you redeem me, yeah You restore my
church We pray revive this earth Build your kingdom here Let the darkness fear Show your mighty hand Heal our streets
Thanks for listening. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.